Hi there, Jonathan here. This is Bible Loop 2230, and we're reading the book of Revelation in 30 days. The last book of the Bible, full of strange and wonderful imagery, repetitive numbers, and with a focus on the eternal glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the book of Revelation, and we're about to read it in 30 days. The first eight verses set the context for the book. John, who is more than likely the disciple Jesus loved, and the author of John's Gospel, is on the island of Patmos, just below modern-day Turkey, and he tells us in the opening paragraph that this book is a revelation. The word in Greek is apocalypsis, which refers to a type of literature found in the Hebrew Scriptures. Apocalyptic literature as a genre uses numbers and symbols to reveal a heavenly perspective on the events of history. The imagery is drawn from the Old Testament, and an understanding of this is essential to make sense of what we're about to read. John also states that this book is a prophecy, which means God speaking through a person to his people to bring both comfort and challenge. Revelation opens and closes as a circular letter sent to seven real-life churches located in Asia Minor, that is Western Turkey. The meaning of the book is found both in its current historical context around the end of the first century and in future generations all the way to the end of human history. John begins in verses 1 to 3 by stating that what he is about to share is a revelation from Jesus Christ. It is not the book of revelations, plural, but revelation, singular, and is from Jesus himself. This revelation has been communicated to John by an angel of the Lord. In verse 9, we're told that it happened while John was on the island of Patmos. John states that just reading this book out loud involves a blessing from the Lord, especially to those who hear it and take it to heart. That is, they put the truths into practice because, as John says, the time is near. The time is near is language we will get used to hearing throughout Revelation. The book carries a pervading sense of, of urgency. There is a very, very serious tone to most of the book, which makes it feel in many ways more like an Old Testament book than a New Testament one. One can't help but be left with a conviction that the stakes are high in this one solitary life we get to live. The book of Revelation is very much dualistic in its approach to truth. Either we're on the side of the Lamb, as followers of Jesus, destined for eternal life, or we are marked with the sign of the dragon's beast, a citizen of Babylon destined for eternal destruction. I wonder what is going on in your life right now as you begin to read the book of Revelation. My prayer is that you will be confronted by the light of God's truth and will be drawn in wonder to offer thanksgiving and praise to the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus Christ. My prayer is that you and I would be convicted of sin and the judgment to come and compelled with a sense of urgency to either repent or continue with faithful endurance to run the race marked out for us. Verse 4, John states that he is writing to the seven churches. It's no coincidence that there just happens to be seven churches. 
we will discover throughout Revelation that one of the primary keys to understanding apocalyptic literature is having a clear understanding of which numbers are good and which numbers are bad. Seven is, you might say, supremely good. It is the biblical number of perfection and completion. Throughout the Old Testament, there are seven days of creation. The sevenfold voice of God, Psalm 29. The sevenfold wrath of God, Psalm 79. The seven eyes of God, Zechariah 4. And this is just scratching the surface. We will go on to read about seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls, and many more sevens. Why is this important? Because God is in control of the course of history. What seems like chaos, from our perspective, is ordered from his. Verse 4, John begins his book by stating who this revelation is coming from is none other than the Trinity himself, the Father who is Alpha and Omega, the perfect Holy Spirit, and the risen Lord Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God, the creative utterance of the Father, who is full of grace and truth, and thus always a faithful witness to the truth. He is Lord over all the kings of the earth, because he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. John then reminds the seven churches of what Jesus Christ has achieved. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. This is Jesus, who is the Saviour of the world, the Lamb slain, the Lamb who we will hear much more about throughout the book of Revelation. He is eternal in glory and power, and he, the victorious one, the Lord Jesus Christ, will return to wrap up all of human history. John quotes a very important passage from the prophecy of Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, referring to the public nature of Jesus' return. Interestingly, this immediately flies in the face of a popular way of understanding Revelation, which involves a secret rapture concurring with a secret appearing of the Lord Jesus. Here John states what Daniel said, When Christ appears, every eye will see him. The book of Revelation has historically been used as a prediction guide for when the end of the world might come. It's very important to always remember Jesus' own words from Matthew 24:36 that no one knows the day or hour of his return. The prophecy of Revelation speaks to its original hearers. It calls believers in the first and second centuries to hold firm to their commitment to Christ as Lord in the face of the fiercest of persecution. And... It speaks also the same encouragement to believers of every age right up until the end of human history. May the book of Revelation inspire faith in you and a resilient confidence in God's grace, enabling you to be one of the conquerors we will read about in the chapters to come. Enjoy God's Word. 